This is the Sensitive Matters Podcast, a podcast bringing empaths, perceptive people, creatives, unique projects, and sensitive matters into the spotlight. Join us for meaningful conversations that inspire and have the power to gently create awareness around sensitive and important matters such as mental health, conscious consumerism, sexuality, spirituality, ethical business, and much more. I am Christina Zipperlin, founder of the ethical jewelry brand Ananda Soul. I'm a highly sensitive human who values community, creative and spiritual exploration, and ways to make a positive impact. I'm also a psychology student and mental health and LGBTQIA advocate. We're tuning in from the magical island of Bali, where I've lived for over 12 years and is the home of my jewelry company that strengthens and gives back to the local community. Thank you for joining us for these conversations as we, together, explore sensitive matters. And now, enjoy the episode. Hello, and thank you for joining us for Sensitive Matters. This podcast is brought to you and made possible by Ananda Soul Jewelry. I created Ananda Soul in Bali over 12 years ago to offer heartfelt, intentional jewelry that works with the community I grew to know and love on the island that has become my home. Ananda brings creativity, respect for Balinese ritual, and a wish to give back to the local community to everything we do. To learn more about our story, ethics, and to receive $15 of your first order when you sign up for a newsletter, head over to anandasoul.com. There we go. All right. Let's take a deep breath before we even do anything else. I always find that there's something that shifts when when somebody presses a record button. It's mm. something really weird. And um, I just want to acknowledge that. And remember that it's all okay. <laughs> it's all okay that we're safe here. Mm. That right now it's just us and that we feel the spirits of all of these beings that might be receiving what we're about to speak about and that that feels safe also. Yeah. So, we are so excited to welcome a special guest to the podcast today. Someone whose light shines brightly whether it's on television as a well-known actress in the Philippines or through her mental health advocacy and the spiritual practices and wisdom she shares with so many people across the world. Maxine Magdalena, welcome to Sensitive mm. Matters. Mm. Mm. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. What beautiful words. Um, just hearing something like that, it just gives me... 
um, more motivation to continue on this path. Thank you so much for seeing me. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're such a precious soul. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always um, so uh, <laughs> so relieved and grateful when I when mm. I meet beings who you know your eyes just went really shiny and. Um, meet beings who are just right here right underneath mm. the surface right there's there's something i say and and you're right there right mm. i can see your soul and your and your being and i'm just so grateful because i feel that's what we need right now right we need exactly. we need to be um just right there because when we're like really far back hiding we're all mm. just really alone and um so yeah thank you for daring mm. To be right there under the surface. <laughs> exactly. Because I feel that this is what we can offer the world today. Our transparency. Mm. Our clarity. Our truth. And even if that includes dark parts, dark moments, and um, not so good things about you, then that's all okay too. Because this universe is infinite and it is um, a safe place to be in as long as we allow life to flow through us. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Mm, thank mm. you. Thank you. So what I'd love to do, if you're okay mm -hmm. with that, is to guide mm -hmm. us through a short meditation oh. to ground us in the space. And oh, I would love that. I would love that. Mm. So if you feel comfortable and safe to do so, and anyone listening, if it's safe for you, you're welcome to close your eyes. Otherwise, you can keep them open but finding some kind of space that allows you to come inwards for a moment here. And taking this first breath to just arrive and notice what is here right now. What sensations, what physical sensations are present in this precious body of yours? There might be tingling, there might be tension, there might be some tightness or heaviness, there might be some light, something that feels like joy or pleasant. And I know it's really tempting to attach stories maybe we can just set those aside for a tiny moment and be with what's here right now. And the next breath softens into that being just a little more. And the next breath, maybe even more. Leaning into your breath. Leaning into the trust that as it comes through, whatever is meant to be here, whatever is meant to come in this conversation today, in this little moment together, is how it's meant to be right now.
And the next breath, guiding you all the way into your hips, your sit bones, really feeling your seat firmly, feeling yourself being here. And then taking another deep breath, sending it wherever it feels good right now. And then ever so gently coming into the space. And if it feels good, you can slowly open your eyes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. It always feels good to drop in that way, I find, with um, the world. Usually just being a, a little faster than, at least for my own personal system. For <laughs> sure, it feels, for sure. It feels good. So. And, and, and look how short of time that was. It, you mm. don't really need much. Mm-mm. It's just all about coming back to your center. And also I love when you said, let's let go of the stories for a while. Because we are all made up of stories. Yes, I understand <laughs> that. But we are so much more than that. I know. Yeah. You no, know, these stories are just there to guide us, but they're not there to define us, right? Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Such an honor to have you here today. And um the honor is mine, honestly. Thank <laughs> you. I love I love the name Sensitive Matters. I love this. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. It, it deeply resonates. Like I love to play with words and and we've spoken about yes. this in the past. How yes. how I feel it's so important to to honor sensitivities and that they matter, but then also to be speaking about sensitive matters, right? Like mm-hmm. matters that maybe aren't that much spoken about in the world. So exactly. Yeah. And how do we talk about these matters, right? Exactly. With gentleness, exactly. with compassion. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So um for those who may not be so familiar with your work mm-hmm. and who maybe mm-hmm. they're outside of the Philippines, tell us a little bit about your professional career and also mm-hmm. how you came into mindfulness, into mental health awareness. Um, mm-hmm. How did you become an advocate of mental health? <laughs> well, um, for starters, I really feel like God really put me on this path, that everything really happened the way that it did so that I could be speaking right now in this moment about this because uh, my life is just a colorful journey of ups and downs and all these emotions and stories. And um, wow, I'm just, just remembering it right now. Like I can't believe I went through all of that, but I understand why I did. And so I, I started acting at the age of seven. I'm an actor from the Philippines And I started acting at a very young age because my father was actually the best and the biggest rapper in the Philippines. I'm very proud of him. He was known as the Philippine king of hip-hop, Francis M. And um, his parents were also movie stars in the 1950s. So um, I'm like third-generation artist in our family. And um, I, I started acting at the age of seven. So I was exposed to the showbiz industry, show business industry at a very young age. And not knowing this back then, but that's not very good for a young child to be in, right? That That's not a very good environment. I'm not judging that, but more of like saying, psychologically speaking, 
it had certain effects on me, which I cannot deny. I will have to admit that growing up in the limelight really did um, affect my mental health in a not so good way. But again, I welcome these challenges in my life because I know that these are all lessons that my soul needs to learn in this lifetime. So I can complain about the the things that I went through or I can be grateful for this life that God has blessed me with. So I went through a lot of ups and downs in my career and also my personal life because I went I I started working at a very early age and you know my my parents um uh put me in show business because I wanted to act as a young kid as a young child but um my parents being young parents they had me when they were 21 they did their best they uh, there was some um because I also come from a family with eight children, you know, my mother tried her best, but of course, um, it was all too much. It was all a lot. You know, everyone was just, the household was chaotic. Uh, my parents being young, they were um, arguing and um, we would um, see that. And I guess, you know, we didn't know that that wasn't really advisable for parents to argue in front of their children. But who knew this back then, right? No one knew any of this. So then um, when I grew into an adult at the age of around 22, 23, I lost my father. And that was very traumatizing. Losing a loved one is a form of trauma. My dad got cancer and um, it was very public. Everyone talked about it. It was, it was all over the news. So even that aspect also affected my, my psyche, you know. Um, so um, it was all a lot. Very, very overwhelming for a 22-year-old, working, studying in college, university at the same time, losing my father. And then, um, you know, just this whole, um, so many things at once. It led me to partying, alcoholism. And like I turned to um, partying as a means of coping with what was happening. And I didn't know this back then that you know, turning to these forms of coping mechanisms, it was a form of you on survival mode. You wanted to just do what was best for you at that moment. You know, sometimes we don't think about these things anymore. We just impulsively do these things. And it's because we are also lost inside. Mm -hmm. So it's like you just go into it from, from being a child going into teenage uh, becoming a teenager and then go going into adulthood, you go through all of these challenges, uh, experiences, emotions, and you know no one tells us how to deal with emotions. So like, I was just really so overwhelmed. So I just turned to partying and alcohol because it brought brought me a sense of comfort. Mm -hmm. And also losing my dad, um, it, we all know this that when we lose a loved one, we turn to drinking to try to cover up the pain or to try to soothe the pain. But I didn't know this, that, you know, drinking actually adds more pain. It actually drains us of our energy. And so I didn't know. And, and of course, um, I, I, I did the best that I could. I, I, I chose, um, I made decisions based on what I knew at the time. And so when I turned 27 and I got engaged and I, got married, um, more of my issues started coming out. I couldn't control my anger anymore. I was going into episodes of rage. 
I was projecting my negative energy onto my loved ones. And so I was really confused because I was like, where is all this anger coming from? Because in my mind, I was like, I've already moved on. I've already let go. I've already done the work. But apparently, it's not enough to just think about it because the body keeps the score. So we keep the effects of trauma in our bodies. That's why if we don't address these energies, these stagnant energies inside of us, they will eventually turn into a body of pain, which will take over us. And that's why I was going into these episodes of um, rage and anger and just kicking doors and punching walls. So I was like, I don't think I can sit with myself knowing that I am this way behind the camera, but in front of the camera, I'm this sweet girl. And I didn't like that. I couldn't, I just didn't sit well with that. So I started doing therapy and I started turning inwards. And that's why I became so passionate about my healing journey and wanting to share this because I sort of found a way out of the darkness through my own um, self-work, self-exploration. And I'm getting goosebumps because even if it's so hard, I just kept going and I kept picking myself up because natural healing is not easy. You know, it's it, you will fall back to your old ways. So we need to pull the root cause out. So that's that's basically how I got into my mental health journey. And um, yeah, it, being in this kind of work is really, really um, mentally challenging because you tend to compare yourself to others. You don't really believe in yourself. And so um, that really contributed a lot to my mental health um, um, condition. And that's why I'm so, so grateful that I get to share this so that more people can understand why they are going through what they're going through. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you for being so... We're back to transparency, right? So yeah. transparent about this as well, because I feel I hear a lot of self-compassion in in your voice when you speak, right? Of yeah. um, turning to alcohol, turning to certain patterns, even with anger, right? There's there's a reason that that anger is there. It doesn't just come for fun, right? It doesn't sound like it's that much fun, and um, and to actually have compassion with those parts of us that choose those forms of help. And as you said, at the time, that's the best we can come up with. Mm -hmm. um, that's really, it's really beautiful to hear because it also sounds like you, you know, you, you laid those down as you continued to grow and realize, oh, maybe there's some other ways that might be a little bit more sustainable. Mm -hmm. But um, to just like trust that wherever we're at, whatever tools we come up with at the moment, like we're really doing our very, very best. So I love, I love hearing that in your voice. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious, you're, you're from the Philippines and I'm sure we have a lot of listeners who are from there, so they might be more familiar mm -hmm. with it. But the ones who aren't, how is mental health handled, um, mental health issues in the Philippines and um, what are you doing about it mm. so before the pandemic mental health was really like a very sensitive topic you know there was such there was so much stigma around it that i remember going to the hospital wearing a hoodie and a baseball cap and shades so that people won't see me going into a therapist's office because once you see or find out that someone is in therapy automatically 
people assume that they're crazy, mm-hmm. insane, mentally challenged or like damaged. These are the words that are connected with mental health. Crazy, um, insane, um, too much, mm-hmm. you know? And so that was how mental health was being looked at during before the pandemic. Slowly now, because of the pandemic, and I remember this, I was stranded in Bali in 2020. That's when I actually started talking about mental health on my social media because I felt like people people's mental health issues um, really uh, came to the surface when the pandemic happened. People were, their fears, their anxieties overtook and like started to overwhelm them. And so I was in Bali feeling anxious. And I said to myself, why am I feeling this anxious when I'm actually in paradise? And yet my fellow Filipinos are literally locked in. I think they were locked in for two months straight. In Bali, we didn't experience that. So I was thinking, wow, if if I'm feeling anxious, then I'm sure my fellow Filipinos are feeling more anxious. So I started sharing the Bali energy with them, talking about my mental health. And so now during the pandemic, more and more people, more souls are awakening that mental health is just the same as physical health. It might even be more important in my opinion. And so we have to see it that way, that mental health is a normal, natural part of who we are. And the more we treat it um, like, um, the more we see it in a more natural way and not judge it and not think so, so And not be scared of it, actually. Don't be scared of mental health. It's just the conditioning of society that we think it's something bad or something, ooh, scary or taboo. But now the world is changing. We also have to change the way we see things. Because if if you don't change the way you see things, you're going to get left behind. The world is rapidly changing. And so we have to also start opening ourselves up. So now I'm happy to say that more and more people are speaking up about their mental health issues. They are more, especially since Filipinos are very good at speaking English, they are able to express their pain. And I, I'm happy that that people are finally, finally feeling their pain. This is what I always say on my social media. It's time to feel. No, it's time to, uh, we have to, this is the time for us to stop thinking and start feeling. Stop doing and start being. We have to really learn how to feel our emotions. And so, and I think there's a disconnect. Like people don't know emotions are connected to mental health or that mental health is connected to physical health. People in the Philippines are still just getting, uh, are still learning about this now. And that's why I'm grateful. We may have lost a lot of souls during this pandemic. And I am very, very sad about that. And I feel for everyone who lost loved ones during this sad time. So for those who lost loved ones, do this for them. Work on you for them. Hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I can really feel that. As you know, I've, I've been studying psychology for quite a while. Mm. And I'm curious about, you know, around, you've mentioned trauma numerous mm. times and, and also the, the awareness that it's really important to work in a trauma-informed way. And you mentioned also that you you received your own therapy, right? So mm-hmm. you you've seen um, you've received professional help. And I'm curious yeah. if, if there's ever been um, a time when you also encouraged a loved one to seek counseling. So basically, like my question is how do we, how do we determine when it's time to seek support outside ourselves, professional support? 
um, mm-hmm. outside of our friends, our practices, our mm-hmm. our own, maybe sometimes even the connection to our prayers, right, and mm-hmm. to our spirituality. What's your advice there? What are your thoughts around that? My advice? Um, there's ne- For me, there's not really a time, but more of how open are you to trying different options? Because there is an array of these medicines, of these tools that God blessed us with. So you just have to keep staying open. So for me, it is good to have your own practice, but humble yourself and know that the professionals are there for a reason. They study these um, uh, professionally. So for me, because I was, I, I'm, I'm such a geek. Like I love to geek out and I love to, I'm a very, very good student of life. Sorry, I'm, I'm a teacher, <laughs> but I'm a first, I'm a student first and I love being a student and I'm a very good student. I get lazy sometimes, but when I'm, when I have a challenge, like I'm like, let's go, let's do this. So you have to have that spirit, that determined spirit, you know? Again, this healing journey, you, you don't have to see it as you versus you. You have to see it as you working for you, you working with you. You are your own cheerleader. You are your own best friend. So you have to start developing and healing that relationship with yourself. So if you want, if you, if you are apprehensive about therapy and you're like, mm, I don't know because there's stigma around it, you, that's fear. You know, fear is holding us back. So one thing that I learned in my journey is fear is really an illusion and fear, fear can be a, a healthy, like, something that will nudge you to even go for what you need to go for. Fear is actually something that will make you even more courageous, especially if you choose to get over or to overcome your fear. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you don't want to do therapy, if you don't want to do therapy because, oh, what will people say about me? Or like you're scared what you might find out about you. Acknowledge that fear, sit with it, and then tell yourself, no, I will try. Because I will never know until I try. So try and be open. So that's what therapy does for me. And I still do it up to now. I still see my psychiatrist once a month because I need guidance. I admit that I can't do this on my own. We can't. We need our friends. We need God. We need our angels, our spirit guides. So if you are on this path, you cannot be... In in Tagalog, we call it mayabang. Mayabang is like boastful, prideful, like I can do this on my own. No, this is something that we need to do um, with gentleness, with compassion. And also this will bring you closer to your relatives. This will bring you closer to your loved ones. This will bring you closer to God and just allow it. Allow it. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. You, you've been bringing up God quite a bit and, and, um, mm. And I know that you have a big spiritual practice that spirituality plays a large part in your life. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if you can just share a little bit more about that practice, about mm. what spirituality means to you. Like, what does it evoke? Mm. Wow, I love this. One of my favorite quotes from Adyashanti is that... Um, Spiritual awakening is to stop arguing with life. And I'm very, very grateful that I followed my intuition and that I went on this spiritual journey and that I am now, I consider myself very, very spiritual 
spirituality to me is just it's living a god-centered life and allowing your spirit to move you that's it no stories no thinking no thoughts it's more about feeling it's being connected to everything around us because spirituality to me is understanding that i am a spirit i am a soul that there is this magical life force inside of me and whenever i listen to my breath in meditation it just makes me hear that feel my own spirit because in the world today and i don't blame anyone it is a very distracting world and we are born into this world thinking that it is just a physical world but then when we grow up and then certain challenges arise you start to see that there is more to this world than just the physical part of it because there are meaningful coincidences there are synchronicities there are things that happen that we can't really explain but it does happen there are feelings in the air that we can't seem to describe but it's there so it's like what are it 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 start it makes you start questioning like what is the purpose of this life because when you see people who are already so rich and like accomplished and yet they are still sad it makes you wonder is that all there is to life so that was what happened for me like i started wondering why i was feeling the way i was feeling why i was never satisfied while why i was always chasing seeking external validation because i didn't understand back then that if you tap into your spiritual mm, and your is your if you tap into your spirituality that you will finally understand that you are already whole you are already perfect there have just been a lot of traumas pain suffering that we have experienced that blocks that have blocked the soul the spirit and so this is the work that we are doing and this is what we call shadow work we are um bringing to light the things that we have accumulated the the pain the suffering we are bringing them up to the surface so that we can finally feel them and free them so we cannot again we cannot run away from your pain you cannot run away from yourself you cannot run away from your pain and so if you want to tap into your spirituality you have to work on what you need to work on so that your spirit can shine through and so for me um i was born catholic I was raised Catholic and I appreciate my Catholic prayers because it brings me peace because I was conditioned to pray these prayers. So up to now I still pray them whenever I feel like it and I respect religion. I respect all forms of religion. But I also understand that um religion is a tool for us to experience our spirituality. So for people who resonate with religion I respect that but for me I was able to work through a lot of trauma a lot of pain that I was able to dive deep into myself and just feel and touch my very spirit without having the need for religion So again I am not bashing religion this is a common topic here in the Philippines I am not um saying that religion is not right 
by all means, please practice your religious beliefs. Because I would much rather that you practice your religious beliefs than not practice them at all. Because that is the goal for us to keep connecting to God, the divine. And whatever that is for you, I respect that. But this is what works for me. And again, this world is infinite. This universe is infinite. God created so much, so many flavors, so many colors in this world that we are allowed to choose. So I, I, I just feel that I have become spiritual because I just kept diving deep into myself. And that's what spirituality is to me. It is diving deep and connecting to your spirit, to your soul, because your soul comes from the divine source of energy, from God. And that is our point here on earth, to be human, but to stay connected to the divine because we are spirits. And to not let the human physical world distract us or disconnect us from that reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I appreciate the, the non-dogmatic approach and, and more just the... Because if we don't speak about this, who will, right? <laughs> exactly, and the interconnectedness of it. And um, I know you you mentioned having grown up Catholic and then having all these other practices. And I know um, you love kirtan, you love mantra. Oh, um, what, first of all, what, what does it to you? Um, maybe for some people who are not familiar with kirtan and mantras, you can explain it quickly. But what are some of the mantras that, that are your favorites? Maybe that, that bring you like strength, courage, some of the, the things that... Um, wow. I remember chanting the Mahamrityunjaya mantra. Um, Trayambakam yajamahe. You know this? Suganim pushtivarinam. I remember chanting this to myself while I was on a motorbike and I felt really scared. And that just brings me, because it is about um, fire. It's about um, um, the Mahamrityunjaya mantra. My teacher said to me that it's about owning your power and like... Um, I forget, like it's something about um, destroying or like uh, something connected to Shiva. I'm not so sure. Um, Anna Fries is more um, knowledgeable about mantras, but I have a little bit of like how I feel when I'm when I chant them. It just gives me this um, sudden boost of like energy. It's a felt experience. Mm -hmm. So the more you chant, exactly, and the more you, it also it depends. Are you chanting it with doubt or are you chanting it with belief? Are you chanting it with openness? Because if you're chanting it but you're still not believing, then it really won't work for you. Mantra for me is medicine also because it is sound, vibration. We are energy. We are energetic beings. So vibration, om, the sound of the universe, om is the universal sound. That is also a mantra. The, it was created so that we can all. Uh, remember that words and like um, these mental constructs in the world today, these are all distractions, but these vibrations, these are pure, these are sacred, these are, um, what do you call that? Like they are un uh, untouched, I would say, or like something that is so pure that we can connect to, that we can't, that is available to us in this universe as long as we believe it. Again, mantras only work if you work with them, not against right. them. 
Yeah. So man, I love the Mahamrityun Jaya Mantra and of course the Gayatri Mantra, which is about Lord, take me away from the darkness and bring me to light. That is what the Gayatri Mantra does. And you know, if you chant this 108 times, because they say in the yogic world, 108 is a very significant number, right? This is like um I really don't know what exactly, but you know, numbers and words, I feel they are there to guide us and they are also very magical, powerful. So we, the, the words that we choose in this lifetime, if you are negatively talking to yourself, then that's not good. But if you choose kind words and if you resonate and you look for signs that have words that you choose in this lifetime, then that is what the universe will give you as well. And then also um, numbers. I love looking at angel numbers. Like there is not a coincidence. For you to see that in that moment, that was an in, that was your spirit guide, like telling you that, you are on the right path or telling you that, hey, we're not supposed to be here. You know, these are like um, tools and like there's magic around us as long as we open ourselves to them. Mm-hmm. And again, I know it's hard for some because we have been told years and decades of these um, beliefs that sadly are not no longer working anymore in the world. But yet you still hold on because you think they are a part of you and you think that you need them to define you. But what I would say is, every day is a new day. This world is changing rapidly. We are entering this new world, I would say. Like, we are basically wanting to evolve and grow. This is a metamorphosis, what we are all going through right now. So what I would suggest is to let go of these beliefs. Let go of these limiting beliefs. And just trust that uh, the more we explore, the more we ask questions, the deeper life will be the more rich it will be, you know? The moment we stop asking questions because we're already set in our ways, then what's the point, right? Mm-hmm. If we stick to our old beliefs, then then what is the point of the future? We are just going to be bored, you know? <laughs> Life is meant to be enjoyed and explored and we are meant to be changing and evolving. So, yeah, so if you are not yet, if you haven't tried mantras yet, I highly recommend trying them and just feel Feel how it feels for you. And so if mantras don't work, you can go uh, listen to Christian songs, gospel songs, or whatever can raise your vibration, raise your frequency. Because I've been listening to a lot of Beyonce lately, and (laughs) she has been, wow, my energy. You know, it's sound. It's energy, you know? And even if Beyonce isn't here beside me, I feel her. I feel what she's been through, you know? So that's how it works. That's how energy works Mm -hmm. in this world. We have to understand that we are all here to help each other out. And the art that we create, the art that we put out, Ananda Soul Creations, you know, this jewelry that you make, I feel your energy too. And that is how we uh, create a more harmonious world. Mm -hmm. If we just help each other, build each other up, no competition, no ego. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's such a choice. Mm -hmm. I'm so talkative. I'm so sorry. No, I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I'm a Sagittarius. Sorry. I'm a Sagittarius and Leo moon and Leo rising. So I'm Sagittarius, Leo, Leo. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> so good. Um, this one is, is a bit of a spicier question and it is around the, the spiritual world that, um, we sometimes navigate through and what I'm wondering, what are your thoughts around spiritual bypassing as well as Mm. um, the image 
conscious aspects of yoga, of spirituality. Um, yeah. Mm, yeah. This is a very, very, um, this is something that we really need to talk about because, um, again, most people in the world today, they are not really aware about these yogic practices, right? But in the yoga world, you know, we also have our, we also have groups of yogis who are, you know, sadly getting lost in the spiritual world. And again, too much of anything is not good. And what I say to people is, guys, this is not yet heaven. This is earth, planet earth. So we are both human and spiritual in this plane. So what we need to understand is we cannot be too human and we cannot be too spiritual as well. We need to find that sweet spot where we can enjoy life's pleasures as a human, but also devote everything to God as a spirit. So spiritual bypassing to me is it happens when we get lost in the spiritual world because the human world gets too overwhelming and we do not know how to handle it. So we tend to turn to the spiritual world to seek guidance. But what I would say is spiritual bypassing is, I'm sorry, it's you not wanting to do the work because you are scared, because you may be lazy, because you are entitled and you want everything to just happen your way. Sorry, if, if, there, are, if there are souls getting triggered right now, it is what it is. Spiritual bypassing is using the spiritual teachings, hiding behind the teachings, so that you wouldn't have to face your human responsibilities. And that is not the path. I know we say that God's got us, that God will never abandon us, that the universe has our back. But we have to do the work. Dreaming works, but only if you work too. We cannot just expect our dreams to fall on our laps, right? And we cannot just lift everything up to God in prayer and say, Lord, please do this for me. No. Um, the universe, God wants you to do the work. And when, they, when God and the universe, when they feel your effort, when they feel your sincere efforts in wanting to grow, that is when the magic starts to happen. You will see once you start aligning yourself, everything in your outer world will, will magically start aligning as well. And it's not a coincidence. I can tell you right now, the past two years of my life, ever since I started um, deepening my spiritual practices, everything just kept flowing, Christina. And I'm not saying there's no problems in between. The problems are there. The problems, the obstacles are the way, right? They're not there to hinder you from your growth. They're there to assist you. So the more we resist, we won't grow. So, you know, um, you, do not, you cannot bypass your human responsibilities. You cannot bypass your human emotions. And that is what's happening. We are bypassing our emotions in the world today because we are scared to feel them. And I understand this and I know this because I have been there. I have sat with my pain and it is not a very, it's not, an, it's not a comfortable place to be. It is definitely a scary feeling to sit with pain. But I assure you, the minute you cry, the moment you release, even if you cry for two hours or even just 15 minutes, the, the feeling is just light, you know? Yeah. And when God sees that you voluntarily face your pain, that is when he will really bless you. Because I read from the book by Michael A. Singer, The Untethered Soul, it said there, the more you let go of pain, the bigger the pain, the bigger the reward. 
and it makes sense. So don't be afraid to face your pain. Your pain is your power. And you can transform that. You can alchemize your pain into power as long as you hold yourself gently through the process. Don't be too hard on yourself. That's why we tend to spiritual bypass because we can't, we we don't know how to, we, we want our parents to cradle us, right? We want someone to take care of us. And that is valid. I understand that. But I am also here to show you that you are strong. You are capable of anything. And of mm-hmm. course, it's nice to hug our loved ones, but to actually hug yourself and hold yourself through pain, that is what's going to make you the most resilient, beautiful soul that you can ever be. Mm-hmm. So don't spiritual bypass, feel your emotions, be human also. Enjoy. Yeah. Life is meant to be enjoyed, enjoyed as humans. But yeah. it's not too, it's not good to be too spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. We have this physical body for a reason and yeah, that that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. You said that resonates the sweet spot between the mm-hmm. the spiritual and the being human, having a mm-hmm. physical human body that mm-hmm. needs food, that needs air, that needs hugs, yes. that tears, that needs tears. Yeah, needs it all. Yeah. It all. Mm-hmm. I'd love to talk about some of your projects. I know you mm. launched um, a platform called The Soul Space together with Anna yeah. Freeze in 2021. Yeah. She's also an integral part of the Ananda Soul family. So I'd love yeah. it if you could share a little bit what the soul space is and how it was born. Oh my goodness. The soul space, our little baby. Oh my goodness. Uh, Anna and I met in Bali in 2020 and I feel that our paths really crossed for a reason. She's Filipina as well. And um, that's why when she first heard me, overheard me speaking in Tagalog, she could understand because she doesn't speak Tagalog, but she understands a little bit of it. So then that's when she um, we, we met and then she said, uh, I'm also from the Phil- I, I'm also Filipina, but she was born and raised in Europe. In I think I'm not sure Zurich, I think, or oh my yeah. god, she's gonna kill me. I think, <laughs> I think mostly in Germany, but she lived in Switzerland yeah. for a long time. There, as well. there. So, <laughs> so we instantly we connected because we're both Filipina German, um, and then we just started talking and then just practicing yoga together. And then one time, we met up randomly over a vegan lunch at Zest in Ubud. And then we just started talking about our personal lives and um, how we dealt through, how we dealt with our um, personal struggles. You know, we felt comfortable with each other sharing these things, even if we had own, if we had just, if we had only just met. But I feel like we've known each other in a past life. So that's why we connected instantly. So we were talking about it and I said to her, you know, I really feel like there is a way for us to incorporate spirituality in the modern world. Because I said, it's, it's, I, I don't think um, it's right that most humans in the world today are, are just all about money and, jo- and success and riches and, and like power and all of that. Like I was thinking... I think it's time for more humans to tap into their spirituality. So we were heartstorming, that's what Anna would call it, heartstorming about how we can incorporate spirituality into the modern world. And so me, being an actress and being blessed by God with this platform, I figured maybe he is calling me to create a community in the Philippines and all over the world. All souls are welcome. Um, to actually hold space 
and to um, share with them how Anna and I deal with our own personal struggles. Again, we are not claiming to be experts here at the soul space, but we are real humans. We are real souls who are exploring as well and who are wanting to just find out more about the meaning of life and, of course, find out who we truly are. And this is a common question that we are getting asked, like, how do I find inner peace? How do I know myself? How do I connect to my soul? So there is a big need. And, and Anna and I just felt passionate about this and felt strongly about creating this platform. So we decided to create the soul space. We thought of the name the soul space because we figured all souls are welcome. And also we want to hold space. That's why we call it the soul space. And also we want to take up space in the world. You know, that's what Anna said, that we have to show up and take up space because we are meant to be here. And also we want to create a safe space for these souls. And also we like it that it's also the soul apostrophe S pace, the soul's pace, because we have to follow our soul's pace. You cannot rush. You cannot, when you rush, you are being anxious. But when you slow down and listen to your soul, it will guide you and everything will happen exactly as it should. Mm. So that's why we called it the soul space. And um, we decided to create this and with much gusto and much like fire, my fire and her earth, um, she's Virgo. We combined it and we decided to create this platform because in the Philippines, Filipinos speak really good English. So the teachings will really just be transmitted and they will just be passed on very quickly. Unlike in other countries that would have to be translated, this is like straight. And, and if more Filipinos can raise their vibration, then the Philippines can raise the vibration of the planet as well. So that's my goal. <laughs> so beautiful. I love the just the enthusiasm and the, the life force you're saying with so much gusto. It's really felt and it's, it's much needed. Anybody who's followed you on Instagram or social media, they might have seen that you're wearing quite a few of our pieces. Uh, yes. uh, <laughs> and, always, um, always. I'm no. never without my jewelry, honestly. <laughs> I was wondering if you could share with us a little bit um, what are kind of your daily pieces? What are your pieces for specific reasons, for specific practices, and mm. what these different pieces invoke for you? Uh, that's a... Okay, I love this because, yeah, ever since I started tapping into my intuition, you know, uh, when we say intuition, it's really your gut feel, like whatever your soul wants to say, right? You listen to that. Because before I tapped into my intuition, I was always in my head, like, what? I, I wonder what goes well with this or what, whenever I would put on my outfit, like, it wasn't like a feeling. It was more of like, ah, I need more masculine, right? Like, ah, this, 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 this. When I started tapping into my intuition, I was like, even when I would choose my jewelry pieces from Ananda, Ananda Soul, I would, I would really feel and like be like, when, when something jumps up at me, I honor that. And I'm like, oh, I like that. I like that. Like my soul wants that. So that's how I choose my jewelry pieces now. Like I have to feel it. I have to feel the energy if it resonates with me. So when I chose my, this one, the necklace that I'm wearing now, this is the I Sink Into Love. I sink into love. What does it say again? I, I forgot the... I, I trust I, myself. Yes. I trust myself and I sink into love. Mm -hmm. So I wear this whenever I am feeling doubtful of myself. Mm -hmm. 
So when I start my day and I'm about to go out and I'm feeling like, okay, how do I feel today? Uh, I'm feeling like, mm, I feel like I may mess up today or like mm, I'm feeling like I might make a mistake. And then I, I choose this one because it says I trust myself and sink into love. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one lesson that I need to learn how to trust myself more. And whenever I wear these pieces, I'm not kidding, Christina. I really feel more powerful. Mm-hmm. I feel more aligned. Because I believe it. You know, I really believe magic exists for those who believe in it. And I believe these jewelry pieces bring magic and meaning into my life. And they carry me with so much grace in the world. Because if not for these words, if not for these pieces, I would not feel this confident, you know? And it's because I allow them to give me that energy. Mm-hmm. But if I'm wearing it and I'm like, mm, I don't know if it works, then it's not going to work. But if you if you wear it with like, I know it's protecting yep. me. I believe it's protecting me. Then it will. These are my favorite earrings. And I and I even chose it in my Memoji. You know the Memoji on iPhone? Yeah. I created a Memoji with the exact same earrings <laughs> because I feel like this is my trademark look. Wait, I'll show you what the me, what the emoji looks like. It's so funny. Do you see? Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So like I really love I I love these earrings. These are the Mary Magdalene earrings that says, um, I will hold you through it all. And this one, I just keep wearing it every day because it's like I feel held. I feel supported. I feel like I am being held through it all. It does feel that way. And I love the 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 drawing of Mary Magdalene. So intricate, mm-hmm. so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then for my rings, these are my non-negotiables. Like I always have to be wearing these. This is the um, Mary Magdalene ring. The I will hold you through it all also. Mm-hmm. So this I always have um, on my right ring finger. And then this one, this is my new ring. I love this so much. This is my waning gibbous ring that says mm-hmm. I am enough. Mm-hmm. Because I really am. And I even said to, um, sorry, what's the name of the other girl that Astrid? went with me to the store? Astrid. Yes. She, I said to her, I'm more than enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's really what you believe, you know? And yeah. whenever I, sorry, whenever I wear these pieces, I really feel like I I am guided. I am protected. Mm-hmm. And it has been working that way, Christina. Like, even yeah. if I go through challenges, I still feel calm and collected and i'm like okay this is there are no problems there are only solutions so like you know it's it's about and and for me wearing these pieces is like a ritual like whenever i put them on it's like i'm putting on my power i'm putting on my energy you know and 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 it really feels that way and these pieces are so special and so near and dear to my heart because of how they were made as well because i believe in energy and i work with energy so I also only just wear, I, I want to just wear pieces that resonate with my energy. And because your brand is an ethical brand, a brand that looks out for other humans, for other souls, and you keep giving back to community, you keep giving back. That's the energy that I like. That's my energy. And that's why I, and this work that you're doing, this podcast, this this psychology, this, you are sharing your, I, I've, I've always wanted to learn about psychology and that's what you're studying. So thank you so much also for sharing your um your lessons and your teachings, mm-hmm. you know? 
And that's why you are very blessed also with Ananda Soul because I feel the intention. Yeah. Your intention behind this. Yeah, Thank it's you. been like that for a long time. Whereas like I don't I don't want to just produce something, produce products. Exactly. Like if we do this, then it has to have purpose. It has to have meaning. And and I get these exactly. sweet reminders too. I'm just coming back from a three months trip overseas. Mm. And um for most of the trip I was I was wearing um a necklace that I'm wearing right now. It's um mm. on the back it says all is possible. It's called infinite what? potential. And um mm. For some reason, I just from the moment we launched this piece, I've been drawn to it, and I've mm. I've had it for most of my trip. And then suddenly, towards the end of the trip, I couldn't find it anywhere. It was oh. just gone. I I don't know where it was, and and it was the first time in like two and a half years that I had left Bali, and I was getting ready to fly back to Bali to like come home, and um and I was like, okay, fine, I'll just let it go. I, I, I let it go, and um. And I was sitting on, on the second leg of the flight and I was grabbing my little handbag and, and pulled out, I think, earplugs or something out of a little okay. side pocket that I swear I had checked. And and I looked down and I hadn't even seen the necklace coming out, but it was t- turned upside down on the, on the saying, saying all is possible. And I was just oh. like, I get chills now saying it, oh like sharing this. Gosh. It's like, it's just these little reminders. and um. You know, we we can't necessarily create them for ourselves because it is what I believe something bigger that does create them. But we can create an environment where we mm. where we're open to receiving these little messages, right? And I for I find sure. whenever I'm too exhausted, whenever I'm going too fast, whenever there's too much stimulus on my system my capacity to actually see these little things is a little bit lower but for me to then mm. still say okay what how can i create these these conditions that there is that i see more magic because in the moments when i when i don't have access to it that's for me when when those phases come where it's like what's what's the point then <laughs> i mm. don't really get the point if um if there's not like kind of that interweaving of the magic and of the understanding yes. that there is something bigger, that there's a there higher is. purpose. Yes. So, yeah. so that, excuse me, that moment had to happen I know. because you, you now for you to share that and me also that happened with my earrings. Remember I left yeah. it at taping. I was looking for it. I practiced yoga and then for some reason I, I felt my ears like, oh my God. And I felt really, really sad because I, these are my favorite earrings. I literally spent maybe 20 minutes looking around the grass and like, what, where is it? Where is it? And then I just let it go. I went back home to tape from taping, completely lost it, forgot about it for like around one month, two months. And then one day I was feeling sad, feeling fearful again, and then feeling kind of like problematic. And then I just suddenly saw it on the table here at home. (laughs) Like, I think the house helped. Um, She found it in one of my bags and then she put it on the table. And I'm like, and then mm-hmm. it says, I will hold you through it all. And I was feeling fearful during that time. Right. I was feeling sad. Just so again, that was the universe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of Ganesh as well. You know how um, he's always just known to be the remover of obstacles. Yes. And yes. he's actually not just that. He actually places obstacles yes. in our path. Yes. And, you know, sort of like... He, in these little examples, right? Why did we have to to lose that particular necklace in that moment, and and to actually be like, 
to go into fear and then to have the experience of like, oh wait, it's all okay. Like it for me, it like it reminded me. And maybe in that moment I needed a reminder. I needed a little jolt. Mm. Nothing huge, nothing traumatic, but just a little moment of like, oh wait, can you actually step back into trust? Can you access that somehow? Mm-hmm. Yes. And one more necklace that I love to use, especially when I'm feeling, again, doubtful and fearful, I trust and I surrender. Yeah. I surrender and I trust. I surrender and I trust. That's yeah. I love that necklace. Yeah. I super love it. Although I broke it recently. <laughs> That's I good broke thing. recently, but my one astrologer told me the other day that when that happens, because it's smoky quartz, yes. it means that it protected me from negative energy when it yeah. broke. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. With stones, like when they're so you can you can cleanse it, you can tune into it. Sometimes you might want to just you might feel that it's complete, and then mm-hmm. what some people like to do is maybe bury it in their backyard or somehow like give it back to the earth because they feel wow. like the stone has done its job and it's complete. Wow. Um, or you can feel in and you can say, actually, I just need to cleanse it. Whether yeah. that's through holy water, through the crystal light bowls. of the full moon, crystal mm, balls, okay. whatever. Like when you drop in and think of the different things that you can do, just tune in what that is. Nice. And um, and some people feel it's enough to just cleanse it. Um, with smoky cords, I would probably recommend some of the elements as well. Like whether mm. that is water or like laying it on the earth in the full moon but like i would bring in elements because it is very strong in terms of protection and absorbing energies so yeah okay nice nice oh thanks i didn't know that thank you yeah (laughs) i know we're coming towards the end of this conversation Mm -hmm. and i'd love to hear what is coming down the pipeline in your world anything juicy anything that excites you right now of what you're creating Ah, I'm very, very excited. I am about to um, just create content that will hopefully help more humans, more souls. I have been, because I have been working on myself, my clearing my energy, aligning myself, my creative juices have started to flow. And I have been getting these downloads, these ideas. And I'm like, if I don't put this out there, I feel like God will be like, why did I give you those talents and you're not using them? (laughs) Right? So I'm very excited to travel the Philippines mostly and to spread meditation, to give free meditation classes to those who need it. And to just, you know, just spread my light by just being me. I'm very, very looking forward to just um, being that light for others if they need it. And of course, being that light for me too. You know, I'm excited to step into my power and to really grow and evolve into a more awakened soul who can really help and um, make this world, help make this world a better place in service to God. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Mm. I will be shooting a movie and also um, a, a, another show sometime um, by the end of this year. But of course, even if I am going back to my acting career, um, I will not forget my spiritual practices. I will continue my practices. And of course, I will be continuing sharing the lessons that I'm learning on my social media 
And uh, of course, the soul space will keep um, continuing. We will continue creating more content for the soul space so that more, because a lot of questions are being asked and we just want to um, answer them to the best of our abilities. And I'm I, I I have also been baking my vegan cookies and selling them mm. be kind cookies and uh, that's very that's also another creative outlet for me. So basically, I'm just excited for life. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to just um, meeting life more and just um, experiencing it actively. Mm-hmm. I want to be an active participant in this world and not just play small or stay in my comfort zone so that I can just be like safe all the time. I mean, I I just want to I want to share and and spread goodness and kindness. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Mm. Beautiful soul. Mm, <laughs> thank, thank you. So much. Yeah, I can't wait to share this with the world. God is working. God is working. I know. <laughs> Yay. Aww, thank you, Maxi. Thank you so much, Christina. Thank you for joining us for Sensitive Matters. If you haven't had a chance yet, please subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast from. And if you have a chance, please rate and review if you're listening via Apple Podcast, as it really helps more people discover the show to listen to these incredible conversations. This podcast is brought to you from Bali and made possible by my ethical jewelry company, Ananda Soul. You can check out our website and all of our ethically handmade jewelry at anandasoul.com. You'll also receive a $15 gift card on your first purchase when you subscribe to our newsletter, so make sure not to miss out on that as well. Thank you again for joining us, and we look forward to sharing more of Sensitive Matters with you.